Welcome back to That's the Worst, the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin Ie, and we have a lot of opinions that are well unpopular. What's up, Kev? It's a I... great day in the democracy of the United States of America. You overshot it a little bit. Last time it was a little too serious. This one was a little too frivolous. Know, We're here to talk about some important topics today, and this is a historic moment, literally. I know, that's like my... That's my positive voice. Go ahead. In a hundred years, someone's gonna be like, "Oh, what happened on uh? Wait, what day is today? January twentieth, two thousand twenty-one." Like, oh, let's go back into the archives, Kevin. I use a podcast to make sure like, that we, we know they had a good report about it. Yeah, like it's very succinct. They really talk about everything that's relevant, mostly just the fashion and like who looked good and who looked bad, and that's all you need to know. I mean that's really all I care about, but um, we'll try. We'll give you a few facts, figures. Um, but this is a very momentous day, and it's not going to be the entire focus of our podcast today. But we'll give you the highlights. But today was the inauguration of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. and Kamala Harris. <laughs> like cool middle name. I'm gonna name my baby Robinette. like my future child Robinette. <laughs> um. So it was a big day. Um, Trump exited the White House early this morning. It was really great to watch. I was like watching it live on Twitter. Um, and it's just like I've I felt pretty like happy all like I feel pretty good today. I don't know about you. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, the only thing I didn't understand was why we were still having to work. Like I don't I, I was I got so annoyed because I was literally like had a meeting at 11 and everything good was happening from 11 to 12. Yeah, that and was, was like, just like, that uh-huh. was the prime time. I was so happy that like, this was the one day that I, I had like a deadline this morning and then I was able to, and then I didn't have any meetings until this afternoon. So I had some time to watch it all live, but it was really cool. I think this is the first inauguration that I've actually watched. I've to be definitely honest. never watched one before. I mean, I've seen Beyonce do I've her performance. Clips. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I've seen like little clips of like the things I cared about, but I've never like watched the entire thing. But I feel like this time I was more interested in seeing like all the people who were at attending um more than the actual guest of honor to be honest um yeah he and, was way down on the list for me yeah i mean i'm ha- i'm happy that it's him and not the alternative but i there were definitely other people that i care more about um so we so we'll chat about like what happened today like briefly but um we are going to this evening talk about a few notable women in politics um and we sort of teased this in our last episode that we wanted to do deep dives on some notable women um who are very powerful and Just we want to know more about them and their lives those barriers and, yeah yeah and how they got to where they are today um so, so what any... did you think about today like how when did you start watching when did you stop watching like what was the commentary um, like from the cnn perspective I think I started around 11 o'clock. 
I think, or a little before 11 maybe, um, because they were saying that like the actual like swearing in would be around 11.30, but then you got to see like everybody walking in and everything like that beforehand. Um, The commentary from CNN was pretty minimal just because like everything, like it was more so set up as like a performance almost. So there was, there wasn't much commentary. And even if there was like, they would keep, just like cutting off because things were happening on right um, at the Capitol. Um, so I watched like as you, I saw like everybody starting to take their seats, and then there were the processions of the previous presidents. So it started the um, earliest was Bill Clinton because Jimmy Carter did not attend. I think for health reasons, he's is he just old. old? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's super old and like it's probably risky. So um Bill and Hill, um Where was George Bush? George no wait, is he dead? George H. W's dead, yeah. Oh, when did that happen? Um Okay, never mind. A year or two ago. Yeah. All right. Well R I P I just just remember when it happened because it was like a big deal, like in DC, like because of the funeral. Oh really? Um yeah, because they oh, had like. Oh wait, I remember it lasted for like five days. It was like, can you really? people shut yeah, up about him? Dies, it's like a long thing. Ugh. Um. So Bill and Hillary walked in. Um. Bill, it's like you hardly know he's there, and then obviously Hill she looked, she literally um, just like pushed him aside. Yeah, she's like, I'm the guest of honor here. I'm the only one that people want to see and she is also like i keep showing up to these inaugurations that should have been my own literally um, she does it with her head held high um so she looked amazing loved her whole outfit i really love her um her like straighter like a little bit longer like straighter hair but it still has like some good volume good color um I think I think just her whole persona is like very good and good style. What did you think about um, the outfit? I just I love the outfit. Amazing. I love the color. Like I feel like it had a bit more flair than her outfits. Like some of her prior yeah, that thing up in the front was kind of nice. Some interesting like details. Some interesting like what would you call it? Like flourish. Flur, yeah. Fleur Delacour. Um, yeah, I think she looked great. Um, and then next we saw um, George W. Bush and Laura Bush. And I lo- I sent you that um, screenshot from Instagram. Emily Gilmore. Like, she look- she's total like Emily Gilmore vibes, which I totally got. Like it, she did have sort of like a, a very like tailored suit and like her hair was very perp. She's just like a. I don't know. I feel like she's just like a classy down like, south. Yeah. yeah. Yep. She's just about to bring you some like um, some iced tea and just like yeah, sit she, down. She, and I feel like judge she was you. like she was just like the useless first lady that just like read books to children every once in a while. Like I feel like she didn't contribute a whole lot. Maybe she did, but not no, to my you knowledge. Can see, uh, she's she was just like clinging on to her husband. Like what she like. She hosted. She was literally Emily Gilmore. Like she probably like hosted some little luncheons. Like maybe ha- was in like the White House version of the DAR. Like I don't think she did like a whole heck of a lot. You know, I was happy that like the masks were not an issue. It was just like everybody's wearing masks. Like we're not 
there's no like because i i don't know part of me was like oh is pence gonna wear a mask like who knows or like are they gonna take it off or like whatever now my question was like the performers like probably could have worn a mask up to the podium and then taken their mask off i didn't understand that was a little bit looser but they did like when lady gaga got back to her seat like she immediately put a mask on so well because she when after she performed she asked obama for like a hug and he was like later because you're she wasn't wearing a mask right i think honestly i think she was like extremely nervous like you could just tell in her face like she was so nervous well i just have to say what was going on with the outfit i yeah i don't know honestly like i i was saying this to someone at work earlier i was like i feel like her outfit for her was like pretty conservative like even though it was like a huge like red also it was interesting she chose red you know you think that was conservative for her i mean look at some of the what did you want her to wear like a meat dress I don't know. She wear, I mean, like on red carpets and stuff, she wears some like pretty outrageous, like very campy type outfits. And you're telling me the Katniss Everdeen dove that she had on her chest was not campy? It's pretty campy, but that's like a toned down campy for her, I feel like. I don't know. Talk to the fashion police. She was Um, actually wearing like a long white gown yesterday and I saw pictures of her and I thought that that would have been nicer than this weird like. I didn't like it at all. But then I guess J-Lo was wearing a white gown thing. Yeah, maybe they were maybe they like coordinated. So who what did you think about her? Lady Gaga or J-Lo? Miss M.I.M. <laughs> herself. Made man out herself. Um, I would say she was, she showed up. She did her thing. She was fine. Yeah. She's not like, like, I just don't understand, like, why her. <laughs> you know? I, I agree. Not to be rude. Like, I just, like, you were making, you were like, why didn't they pick someone like Beyonce? You know? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I would have liked somebody a little bit more historic. Like, I would have just preferred someone like on. I'm just going to like, I think Demi Lovato's tr- kind of trash, but like Demi Lovato has a much better like she would have killed fucking this land is your land. You think you sh- they should have had voice. Demi Lovato over no, J-Lo? No, 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 no. No, I'm just saying, like, in terms of vocal talent, like, Demi Lovato has a much better voice than Jennifer Lopez does. Uh, like, you I know just what? don't. Go ahead. Sorry. I like, I, I feel like they're choosing someone like that because they're like, oh, this big performer is going to sing This Land is Your Land and they're going to have this amazing vocal range. And I just don't think that J Lo was that person. But I don't. I don't know who else right. I would have put in her. I'm not saying put Demi Lovato in her place. I'm just saying, and even like Ariana Grande has like an amazing voice. You know, like <laughs> I, I somebody should have let you do the lineup. Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, amazing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Or do some like old class. Like do like Patty Labelle. You know, some <laughs> old. <laughs> <laughs> get julie andrews up there fuck it yeah, i don't know you know I, I, I was i was ready i was literally like about to write some notes about what how much i didn't understand j-lo being there and then 
when fucking Garth Brooks or whoever yeah. the fuck came after that, I was like, never like, mind. Honestly, I don't care let J Lo do the let J Lo do the whole show. Literally, beginning and take over Amy Klobuchar's spot. Like, literally, do did you want. did you see? He was like, okay, now everybody sing along. Like, no, no, I, no. This Kev, is I'm not, not even kidding. I saw him come out and I muted my TV until it was over. It was and then disgusting. I was sad because I stopped watching and then I missed like a big chunk of the um, poet laureate. The, the young poet, the, yes. Yeah. She was so good. She was I did, like very I did theatrical. Go back and rewatch it and I also followed her on Instagram. So like I feel like a connection. Harvard 2020. Yeah, she seems she's like so cool. And you know why I'm not good? I love her. I think she's amazing, but I'm not going to give her a follow because she got Lynn Manuel Miranda tweeted at her and she said that she put two Hamilton references in that poem. So that's an unfollow for well, me. I surely didn't catch them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have no <laughs> idea what they are. <laughs> no, I was like, uh, I was just like, eh, Lady Gaga and JLo, whatever. You guys are fine. But. When Garth Brooks came on, I was like, never mind. I will not complain about Lady Gaga and J-Lo after that fucking trash wore denim. He literally wore, like, jeans. Yeah, it was just – I like, I saw this thing that was, like, he literally wore, like, washed-out Levi jeans. Like, you're literally tr- absolute trash. And see, that's when, that's when, like, this whole presidency thing is annoying because I get – Whoever was putting it together was like, okay, we we need, like, somebody for, like, the country folk. And, like, we need something to, like, make them feel better. Fuck that. No. You've had four years of your fucking country white supremacy. You can take a seat for today. Yeah, you're okay. We're we're good. We do not need the honky-tonk. We do not need the, The like, donk-a-donk. Like, I don't need it. (laughs) I hate it so much. I actually, it Um, was so cool to just see like an actual, like regal presidential event again, like the trumpets and like people just like looking good and being happy. It was just like so so heartwarming. Like a hail to the chief song and like have it just like no one was upset. Like no one was criticizing anybody. It was just, it was very nice. I'm like, even though I'm like, at the same time, America's trash, like, I don't care. But like, it was just kind of like, that's just how it's supposed to be. And it was Absolutely. nice to see that again. I just, read an, I just read an article that said like, uh, Joe Biden's speech was one of the best in inaugural history. And like, honestly, I don't even care. He was like making complete sentences. He was saying words that all all worked together. Did it really like add up to anything? Not really. Like, was it anything worthwhile? Not really. But at least he wasn't like calling people fucking racial slurs like on the podium. Like the bar is so low for Joe Biden now. Like he's good to go. He's good to go. One thing that I will say like in – support of joe Biden. like i feel like he is someone like he's very old he's someone that's wanted he's someone that's wanted to be president for a long time like his time was probably 20 years ago and he's only getting it now like i don't think he's a very like he's not who we want as like a modern president but we'll take him it's fine but i think that he like i think he's genuinely like very excited to be president and like this is what he's always wanted so like i'm happy for him yeah that's Um, good and it was kind of like 
the other thing we were talking about his like Delaware speech earlier and he was like it should have been Bo like becoming president not me like he made that comment um so that was kind of sad like he kind of wished that's something that his son would have had like he thought it would have been his son becoming president not him it so I know that we had a whole episode about it but is Bo the one who died of brain cancer yes well R.I.P. And it is that whatever that connection will like, always be he was nice like because involved in politics because like Kamala because he worked with Kamala yeah exactly I like that but I'm just saying like I I am not excited about it. like I just don't care like I just saw him like tweeting from the POTUS account and it's just like mm, okay whatever I don't really give a shit I'm just like excited like I'm happy to know that like even today some of the things that Trump has done like are already being reversed like a yeah. lot of things. Are- works and i just really hope that these things like start to take effect for like real people and make a difference well it's like it's actually crazy how fast things can happen like okay we're rejoining like the who like oh my god amazing like in a pandemic that's crazy that shouldn't shouldn't be a thing that we need to rejoin well i.e they sent us covid through the ice cream machines from china right literally there was a package from the who (laughs) and it was like instant covid like It was like oh a Hello Fresh meal, and it gave us COVID. Like, like, what did all of that shit? What did all that like blaming China? What did all that do for anybody? Truly, like, what? What was the point of all that? Nothing. It doesn't matter if it came from. I don't Mars. even know. Mars, literally, like an unknown universe. Like it's here. There's nothing. Right. No matter where it started, where it came from. First of all. Even if it was like, even if it came from China, like the U.S. wasn't the main target. Like it also hit Europe really hard. Oh, like it was everywhere. never. It's everywhere. Like I don't. It wasn't think like an act of bioterrorism. About the entire world, like it doesn't make any sense. So it's literally a like it's a pandemic. Deal with it. I don't know. We can't go back. So. I did no see some, I saw some videos of like, it must have been like Ireland or Scotland or somebody, but like they were in their like parliament proceedings, like congratulating Joe Biden and somebody made a joke about Trump leaving. Like, I just don't think we understand how much of a laughing stock we are right now around the world. So like, whatever, if Joe Biden can actually get us back to just like being a normal country again, then that his job will be completed. Other countries are like so excited that we have a new president. Also, did you see that China at like 1201 sanctioned like 25 people from the Trump administration? So they're none of their holdings or any companies are allowed to do any trading with China again. Like, like the Trumps? I just, I don't know if Trump was on that list, but it was 25 people that worked with him. Um, I just for two seconds wanted because this will hopefully be the last episode we ever have to mention the T word ever again. Honestly, I I just think it's surprised. so annoying and sad that he got to do all of those pardons. Literally hundreds of people like pardoned like fucking Lil Wayne. Like I just oh, no. don't think that that should be a power that should be given to an outgoing president. Like as soon as you lose the presidency, you should lose some of that power. Oh, and it's like I feel like the time or they should say like the time between 
the when the election is called or like when the um electoral college votes or like yeah that'd be fine december to january between the inauguration like there are certain powers that like you can't do anymore let's just say no executions and no pardoning like don't kill people and don't get people out of jail that's like it, you shouldn't a president shouldn't even have that power to begin with honestly also it just seems so contradictory like oh we want to like like those two things are so different like pardoning we're getting people some people out of jail person. yeah but and we're killing yeah. other people so it's like oh these crimes are fine um probably. Lil Wayne having a gun like literally possession of a firearm is fine but some well, lady has to like, be killed and decide to like execute little you know what i mean like because he's so disgusting and like racist but yeah, oh true. Lil wayne endorsed him for president so clearly he deserves everything in the world did you see the I big like uh sadness was that he didn't pardon joe exotic like that over oh, i didn't see that, guy. But... they literally his lawyers ha- uh, bought a stretch limo and had it at his jail ready for him to be like released that's oh, how sure they were happen. yeah so does the president have power over like any prison i think so any federal like prisoner yeah it has to be like a federal facility mm, i guess so like joe biden just put in that mask mandate but that's for for federal land like i think yeah federal like office buildings and federal i think so like i think the rest of it they're pointing it as like a mask like 100 day like mask challenge or something like whatever anything that'll get these motherfuckers to wear masks for the next 100 days i don't care honestly i I got so used to it here oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say i like i feel like joe is gonna like call every governor next week and be like yo we need to work on that (laughs) like we need to step it up a little bit i got so used to it here in massachusetts like i've never gone anywhere for the past almost year where people aren't wearing masks and then when i was in south carolina like i literally did not see a single person even here like in this town that i live like i wear it like outside like as soon as i leave my house like i wear it when i'm walking around and like even when i'm on like if i'm like on that trail by the river like people you're you get like decently close to people like it's not that wide of a path and people aren't wearing them or they'll just like awkwardly look at you and like cover their face like with their arms like at least they're at least they're aware of it but it's like also how hard is it like most of the time if you want to have it pulled down because you're literally by yourself, great. It's just yeah. like when you're around another human being, be a decent person and put it on for two seconds. Like it's not that you're not in like a crowded space. Right. Like it's not that hard. That's the awkward just, part. Like, don't you feel bad that you aren't wearing it? Like I would feel if I like accidentally went outside without it and I had to walk by somebody, thing, like, like I would feel I bad. See, like I see like older people and it's like, I'm he- like I'm not even protecting myself like and you're not even bothering to wear one to protect yourself because you're right. like over 65 and I'm here like trying to help you but clearly you don't care so I should just cough on you like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'm gonna spit <laughs> I don't in your know face yeah 
it's just like so ridiculous it's annoying but well anyway i think the i actually think the spacing and the mask wearing were was pretty good today like i don't think we're gonna look back and be like oh super spreader event the other thing i was gonna say i um later in the day i had the news on a little bit more like they were just talking about random stuff and one of the reporters was saying um they're like a white house correspondent or something and they were like they noticed such a huge difference already in like the protocols of like how to get through like as a person in the press and like there were already so many more people wearing masks like in the white I don't know if they were in the white house but they were at least like around like government people and they already noticed such a huge difference like in their protocols for like testing and just being able to get in in general so clearly it's already a work because they were saying like anytime that they would be in the white house like where all the press people would go like before a press conference or whatever like a lot of the white house staff like they would not be wearing masks um amazing and it was just ridiculous so well i saw this tiktok nbc tiktok last or not nbc msnbc and it was like a, a white house aide doing something for the last time not wearing a mask i was just like what what is happening here? Like, is has that been happening this whole time? I also read because, like, I just keep seeing things. Like, I hope they scrubbed out the White House well yeah. enough, and like, they must have literally just like torched the place with like did you air filters and did I send you that picture? Stuff. They had like hazmat suits in the Oval Office, like spraying it. Everything, yeah. Oh my gosh, and the press secretary already is doing her first briefing. Woohoo! Wait, who's the press secretary? Her name is Jen Pisaki, and she is the press secretary. And I'm just excited that we're gonna have like a real person now. It's just like so, like, I feel like everybody's like so excited for like their new role and. And they're just so qualified. Like, they're actually like ready to do it. Right. It's, I don't know. I wonder it's where like, Kaylee McKinney is this, this, this day. Like what she She's literally to? like, she's like a bottle of tequila and just like on the floor of her apartment. Like, like screaming about like black lives matter. Mm-hmm. Ew, she has a 1.7 million cool. followers on Twitter. Fuck she that. does. Ugh, she's terrible. Let's see. Anyway. Oh, she's, she got a, she has, um, She's got a, excuse me, (laughs) Mike Pompeo tweeted a Bible quote, a Bible verse, and she retweeted it. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Proverbs 19, 21. Glad we have those Proverbs going, you know. Oh, she also left notes for people. She left a note for Jen Oh my goodness. Ew, I would not like open those notes. Again? Yeah. I would literally be like, can someone please dispose of this for me? I don't want to touch it. I would burn it and literally like never talk to her ever again. Censorship is never acceptable. That's her next tweet. So cool. Great. Amazing. Do you think that we'll ever know the contents of the Trump to Biden note? I hope so. You know, like his, um, who are those people? Like his grandchildren? Like I can't really keep the family straight. You know, somebody from the family is gonna like tweet it or something. Oh, last thing I want to talk about is Claudia Conway. 
what is going on? Oh, you sent me that like follow up TikTok, but I never watched like the one before. The- oh, because she was wasn't she, she made a compilation about, like, video that her, mom, that her mom was saying? Yeah, and it's and like she all said, like you're lucky I'm you. pro life because you're fucking like disappointment. Kellyanne said that to her. She said, "You're lucky I'm pro life." <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Like a grown Tell up abortion? <laughs> it just like, so what funny. is Kellyanne gonna do now with her life? Like, just I fuck hope, yourself. I hope Claudia Conway's like a future cabinet member. Like, she's so disgusting and ratchet. I like, I she know. is. She's so fucking, like, trashy. Maybe she'll be able to turn her life around and, like, really use her power well, for good. She tweeted at AOC to work in her office, but I really don't <laughs> know if that's going to work out. Wait, so did we confirm if AOC said anything today? She had a tweet that said congratulations, but she was rather silent today, and that's fine. We know that she's going to come in with a little bit more progressive agenda than Biden and Harris, so that's fine. I mean, that's what we need. Right. We just need to like, we'll get there. I think Ilan Omar was there at the inauguration, but I didn't see anybody else from the squad really being too like excited about it. I think they're all excited about Kamala, but I'm, I feel like they, right. Like a lot of the people who were just in this new Congress, like probably grew up watching Obama and Biden and probably got into politics because they wanted to be like better than that even. So Mm -hmm. Oh you my know, god, this is kind of like a step backward. That picture I sent you of Hillary and one of Mina's daughters. Uh, um, Mina just tweeted it and said she asked every five minutes throughout the entire ceremony if she could meet Hillary Clinton. It's just like part of me is so happy about that, and part of me is just so sad about that. I'm literally like tearing up. Like I know I've had like a glass and a half of wine, but like oh, here we go. I okay, so. I let's get into our our exhibit today, our excerpt, okay. um, because we're gonna be blabbing on for too long. Um, and this is a good this is a good um, segue because Hillary Clinton is one of the best people in politics, and she was one of the biggest trailblazers for women in politics. And we will not be doing a deep dive into her, but because we've done it several times, but she is we our true president. Yeah. And um, we're going to talk about four women that were pretty that were there today and are pretty important. Uh, and I want to yep. start, Ie, if that's okay with you. Sure, you go ahead. You just trailblaze right through. Today was the you know, a woman became VP for the first time. You can just go first. I sh- I I have the right, Ie, as a white man, to go first because I've been slighted this past year. Uh, because what are we supposed to be happy about? You know, like what's our th- Day. where's our day um yeah, day. <laughs> uh, no the reason i wanted to start is because hillary just had this woman on her podcast she is amazing and her name is nancy pelosi yeah. and uh, we're gonna get into it right now so let's go to nancy pelosi <clears throat> let's do it uh nancy patricia pelosi her maiden name is delisandro um was born March 26, 1940. Wow. She is getting up there. Is an American politician serving as the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives since 2019 and previously from 2007 to 2011. 
Pelosi has served as a U.S. representative from California since 1987. As a member of the Democratic Party, she is the only woman in the U.S. history to serve as speaker and until the inauguration of Kamala Harris as vice president, was the highest ranking female elected official in United States history. As House Speaker Pelosi is the second in the presidential line of succession after the vice president. Um, And wow, the devil works hard, but Wikipedia works harder because that is all just up to date here from today. Um, So Pelosi have one billion edits. That's right. And we're none of them. Pelosi was first elected to Congress in 1987 at the age of, let's see here, um, 47. Following her her background, I don't, no, like aside from the podcast, I don't know much about her background. Uh, following her father, Thomas D'Alessandro Jr., who served as the U.S. representative from Maryland and the mayor of Baltimore. Wow. Um, she is the dean of California's congressional delegation, having begun her 18th term in 2021. She represents the 12th congressional district, which is um, four-fifths of the city and county of San Francisco. She initially represented the 5th District, and then when district boundaries were redrawn, da, 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 Pelosi has led House Democrats in 2003, the first woman to lead a party in Congress, serving twice as the House Minority Leader and as Speaker. So she was the House Minority Leader from 2003 to 2007 and 2011 to 2019, and then she has been the Speaker from 2007 to 11 and 2019. Does that make So when... Democrats were in control of the Congress. She was the Speaker. When they weren't, she was the House Minority Leader, and she's been doing that since 2003. That's long. Yeah, that makes sense. She Let's get into some politics here. Uh, she was a major opponent of the Iraq War, as well as Bush administration's 2005 attempt to partially privatize Social Security. During her first speakership, she was instrumental in the passage of many of the Obama's administration landmark bills, including the Affordable Care Act, the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act, and Don't Ask, Don't Tell Repeal Act, the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act, and the 2010 Tax Relief Act. She lost the speakership in 2011 after the Republican Party won won the majority. She retained her role as House Democratic Caucus and returned to um, the Speaker of the House in 2018. She became the first former speaker to return to the post since 1955. Uh, They have impeached, uh, under Pelosi's leadership, the House of Representatives impeached uh, President Donald Trump first on December 18th, 2019, and again on January 13th, 2021. Uh, She was then reelected her fourth term as Speaker of the House, which is expected to be her last after a deal with progressives. So her... The whole thing is really long, but let's just do a little bit here. Um, She attended John F. Kennedy's inaugural address when he was sworn in as U.S. president in 1961. She graduated from an all-girls Catholic high school in Baltimore, and then she went to Trinity College in Washington, D.C. and has a B.A. in political science. She interned for a senator in the 60s along with um, somebody else. Uh, Let's see here. Mm. So then basically she had five kids. Let's go down to personal history. Wow, she's just done so much. Like it's, there's like so much in here because of all the actual shit that she's gotten done in her time. Like the legislation and stuff. Wow, she actually had a big hand in ending waterboarding. Wow, okay. 
Um, let's see. I want. I just want like. I want to like, know like. A thing. Exactly. I want to know like who she's married to. Okay, here we go. Um, Pelosi's only close race. So she's married to. <laughs> What'd you say? You were like, I just want to know who she's married to. Like, what? oh, all these accomplishments. Like, I just oh, wanna... I'm sorry. I just meant. Okay, yeah, there's some inherent sexism. I just want to know like about her as a person. Sorry. Uh, we could get into the politics of it as well. Uh, she, her only close race so far has been a special election in February 1987. She literally hasn't had a, a close election since 1987. Wow, she's just like gliding through. Um, since then, Pelosi has enjoyed overwhelming support in her political career, collecting six seventy six and seventy seven percent of the vote in California's fifth congressional district. Um. Uh, shoot, da, 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 da. she's amazing. Okay, Nancy D'Alessandro met Paul Francis Pelosi while she was attending college. They married in Baltimore. They moved to New York after they wed, and they moved to San Francisco in 1969, where Paul's brother Ronald Pelosi was a member of the city uh, board of supervisors in San Francisco. Nancy and Paul Pelosi have five children, Nancy Corinne, Christine, Jacqueline, Paul, and Alexandra, and nine grandchildren. Alexandra, a journalist, covered the Republican presidential campaigns in 2000 and made a film about the experience. In 2007, Christine published a book, Campaign Boot Camp, Basic Training for Future Leaders. Pelosi resides in the Pacific Heights neighborhood, um, San Francisco. Her 2016 financial disclosure report lists among her assets a combined home and vineyard in St. Helena, California, two commercial buildings in San Francisco and a townhouse in Loomis, California. In 2021, her San Francisco home was vandalized by graffiti. Messages of cancel rent were left on her garage and there was a severed pig's head. Um, do you have any other, anything else in particular that you were interested in here? She's Catholic. She's been a pretty big um, opponent of Donald Trump. She ripped up his state of the union speech, which was amazing. No, I think I was mostly interested in like how she, like how she got into where she was today, and I think you covered that very nicely. Thank so, you so as much. she talked about in her in the podcast with Hillary, she had five kids, and then she got into um into politics after that. So she was like fifty by the time she did that, and it sounds like she had like maybe a few like close races, but other than that, people have really liked her in California, which is cool. Um. Here I can, I'll just do a little bit about her elections here. In, uh, I don't know why we're talking about Philip Burton. Oh, after moving to San Francisco, Pelosi became friends with Philip Burton, who was the 5th District Congressman, and began working her way up in Democratic politics. In 1976, she was elected as a Democratic National Committee member from California in a position she would hold until 1996. She was elected party chair for Northern Carolina Northern California in 1977. She served as the DNC host committee chairwoman in 1984, and then as DNC senatorial campaign committee finance chair from 1985 to 1986. Then I think what happened, this guy died. Yep. Okay. So the guy who she was close to passed away uh, in 1987, and then she won the special election against uh, the Republican candidate in 1987. She represents one of the safest Democratic districts in the country. Democrats have held the seat since 1949. 
and Republicans who make up only 13% of registered voters in the district do not have not made a serious bid since the 1960s. She won re-election in the regular regular. Uh, she ran, she won re-election in 1988 and has been re-elected another 16 times with no substantive opposition, winning with an average of 80% of the vote. She has not participated in a candidate's debate since her 1987 race. The strongest wow. challenge Pelosi has faced was in 2020 when a fellow Democratic um, candidate, Shahid Batar, won 22.4% of the vote, but Nancy still won 77.6%. Uh, for the 2000 and 2002 election cycle, she held the distinction of contributing the most money among members of Congress to other congressional campaigns. That's kind of cool. Uh, and then she was just doing her thing until she began Speaker of the House. So there we go. Wow. And she ends up being the third third highest person in power. So yeah. And the, she, up until about... Seven hours ago, she was the highest ranking woman in public office. Wow. Well, now we have two two out of three of the highest ranking people in office. And number women. one's going to so, go pretty soon, so that's good. I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think there is like some kind of succession plan in the works? Yeah, it's called Kamala Harris President for the People. I know, but like, do you think Joe is just gonna randomly die of natural causes, or like, what do you think is gonna happen? Well, seeing as he broke his ankle playing fetch with his dog, we never. I mean, he might literally fall out of bed. So, like, if if he would just like randomly resign, would Kamala still become president? Like, she would still carry out the term, like even if he resigned on purpose. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's like the only point of the vice president. He's not going to do that, though. It'll be fine. No, he's he's not. I just like, it would be cool. It would be cool if it happened. I will be be very... But I would rather have her like win in her own right, you know? Right. And I do like, I am curious to see like what happens in the next election. Like, I feel like this is a very like transition. Like, obviously, there's so much to undo right now. So I'll be curious to see like if this is more of a transitionary thing or if, you know, if people want Joe Biden again for another term. No, I thought that he already said he's not running for another term. We've talked about this before. I don't think he's ever come out and say it, but I don't think he's going to run. He can't. How old is the guy right now? I mean, he's just as old as like a lot of other candidates. I don't think so. He's 78. Yeah, that's like, well, Nancy. So Pelosi. he'll be. Okay, yeah, you leave Nancy out of this. But oh, I know. Um, I'm just saying, like, Elizabeth Warren's pretty old. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. He would be 82 running again. Oof. Yeah, I mean, that's how old, like, Hillary's old. Hillary's only 74, 73. I don't know why I think everybody is 80. Trump, I mean, Trump is pretty old. He's 74 as well. Okay, I'm just an idiot. Like, She's 73. Fine. Yeah, because she, yeah, I remember her turning 69. Okay, I I, your turn. I, thought, I don't know why I thought everybody was pushing 80, but they were only pushing 70, so I apologize. I mean, 70, would you trust your grandmother to be the president? Like, I I don't think so. Like, no, absolutely not. 
Okay, so let us talk about the next woman of the hour, who is Amy Klobuchar. Should I talk about her first, or should I talk about Kamala first? Go for it, because I think Amy has had a pretty big role today. She had a very... And I didn't realize that she was going to have this role today, did you? Like, I knew she was speaking, but I, I had didn't no think she idea. Like, I didn't think she was, like, the MC of the entire event. Um, And I texted kev earlier today i was like you know what like she's pretty cool like she was very eloquent like i think she did a good job i i think she was very succinct in everything that she was talking about so i don't know i think she did a good job so i want to know more about her and her career so um you were curious about how to pronounce her name and according to the pronunciation on wikipedia it is clo bashar Klobuchar, okay. Like, emphasis on the clo, Klobuchar. She was born May 25th, 1960, um, so she is only 60 years old. Um, she wow, is an that's American good. Um, she's an American lawyer and politician serving as the senior U.S. senator from Minnesota since 2007. She is a member of the Minnesota Democratic Farmer Labor Party. Wow. And Minnesota's affiliate of the Democratic Party. She previously served as the Hennepin County Attorney. She announced her candidacy for the Democratic nomination for President of the United States in the 2020 election in 2019. And then she suspended her campaign in March 2020 and endorsed Joe Biden. So she um, she's Minnesota through and through. She was born there. She's a graduate of Yale University and the University of Chicago Law School. She was a partner at two Minneapolis law firms before being elected county attorney for Hennepin County in 1998, um, making her responsible for all criminal prosecution in Minnesota's most populous county. Um, She was first elected to the Senate in 2006, becoming Minnesota's first elected female U.S. senator and was reelected 2012 and 2018 and then in 2009 and 2010 she was described as a rising star in the democratic party huh um my biggest thing about her was that she had zero name recognition before 2019 like i i hadn't i mean maybe now this makes it seem like maybe i had my head in the sand but like i I mean some people go they jump that big thing right up to the presidential campaign like pete Buttigieg. it's just like bro you gotta like start slow first but i guess she did I mean, she's been a I senator like for a lot 15 of years like, you know every senator and there's only 50 of them like i definitely don't know every senator and then they decide i sometimes forget the one from you know pennsylvania oh i do every day because they're like useless. is tom wolf a senator um, he might be <laughs> um so um like i said amy was born in minnesota um her mom was a teacher and her father was a journalist um she attended public schools in plymouth minnesota and she was valedictorian at her high school she went on to um get a Bachelor of Arts. She was magna cum laude at um, Yale with a play. Yeah, me too. Um, And she had a political science degree. She graduated in 1982. Um, 
And while she was at Yale, she spent time as an intern for the then vice president and former senator, Walter Mondale. Who was Hmm. Walter Mondale vice president to? No idea. Um... Let's see. Then she, after Yale, she went to University of Chicago Law School. Um, she did pretty well there. She graduated in 1985. After law school, she went on and worked as a corporate lawyer. And then before she sought public office, she worked as a prosecutor. She was a partner at a few law firms in Minneapolis. And she did regulatory work in telecommunications law. Um, And then she was first a candidate for public office in 94 when she ran for Hennepin County attorney. Um, She had pledged to drop out for Jimmy Carter. Oh, interesting. No, I had no idea. Um, She was elected Hennepin County attorney in 1998. Minnesota lawyer named her attorney of the year. Um, she was the president of the Minnesota County Attorneys Association. Um, and then this like really zoomed into later years. It says after the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis, police custody, yeah. um, Klobuchar was criticized for her lack of prosecution of police misconduct during her tenure, including a case involving the officer accused of murdering Floyd, though the case was not heard until after she left office. Um, so then in early 2005, she um, she became an early favorite for the nomination for the 2006 election for U.S. Senator in Minnesota. Um, and she faced Republican candidate Mark Kennedy, and she ended up winning um in that race she was the first u.s woman or the first woman to be elected u.s senator from minnesota um and then in 2012 she won a second term and then again in 2018 um okay i don't really care that much about her overall term um for her role in the democratic party she endorsed Barack Obama. She was also an early supporter of Hillary Clinton. Um, She served as chair of the U.S. Senate Democratic Steering and Outreach Committee. And she became the steering chair of the community in 2017 with Bernie Sanders as the outreach chair. Klobuchar and Sanders represented the Democratic Party in a 2017 televised debate on health care policy and the possible repeal of the Affordable Care Act. Um. And she was also named a candidate for the Secretary of Agriculture or the U.S. Attorney General in the Biden administration. But um, like many other people, they kept their spot as a U.S. Senator because who knows what's going to happen? We want to keep that majority. Um, So she had a lot of different positions in politics. And then, is the other senator from Minnesota also Democratic? I don't know. It didn't really mention the other senator. Like that's what they said about Bernie was like they couldn't risk doing a special election. And I was like, that's so strange. I thought that like Vermont was definitely Democratic, but I guess. Yeah, I'm surprised about that. And also like Massachusetts, like if Elizabeth Warren was to get another position, like I don't think that would really be an issue, right? Well, they actually like never mentioned her getting anything, but who knows? Um, I thought they did. What it, what was she going to get? Education. 
Yeah. Maybe I'm the made other that one up. is Tina Smith is the other senator from Minnesota and she's also Democratic. Um Oh, interesting. I guess yeah. I mean there's like pretty big like cities in Minnesota. And Minnesota. the other one from Ew, this guy has been a senator. The other uh, senator from Vermont has been a senator since 1975. Is that true? U.S. Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont. He's 80. Like, we need to not have that many terms. Yeah, he's literally been a senator since 1975. That's crazy. Also, he was in the movie The Dark Knight Rises. Like, what? <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about these people today. No. Um. So a little bit, if you guys are all curious about who Amy Klobuchar is married to, because that's clearly all that matters on this podcast. Just kidding. Um, Amy Klobuchar married... John Bessler, a private practice attorney and the professor at the University of Baltimore School of Law. Wow, lots of Baltimore representation here. Didn't you say that's where Nancy Nancy Pelosi grew up? That's where she. Yeah, her um, dad was the mayor. Interesting. Well, it all goes back to Good Morning Baltimore. Um, They have a daughter, Abigail Klobuchar Bessler, who graduated from Yale and works as a legislative director for New York Councilman Keith Powers. Um, Klobuchar is a member of the United Church of Christ, and she is a cousin of musician Zola Jesus, or Jesus. I don't know. Do you know who that is? Zola? From Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. (laughs) Zola's Anatomy. Um. Klobuchar has written two books. She published a book called Uncovering the Dome, which is a case study of the 10-year political struggle to build the Herbert H. Humphrey Metrodome. And she published an autobiography, The Senator Next Door, a memoir from the heartland. Definitely will pick that up the next time I go to Barnes & Noble. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think that is pretty much it. Does it cover know. the um, the fact that her presidential brand was also Hidden Valley Ranch? And does it cover that she ate no. a salad with a comb? Because those are the only no. things that are important about her. We really care about Yeah, Wikipedia did not get into that. Um, do you want me to do a quick control find of the word comb? I will gladly do that, but I did not see it anywhere. I'm just going to do a quick search of Amy Klobuchar comb, and then we can move on. <laughs> Well, I feel like the, the, Amy, only, the only other <laughs> time Klobuchar ate about her salad with a comb, report, report says. <laughs> like the only other times we've talked about her are in reference to that comb and how there was like that report that she's like a bitch to people. Yeah, which good for her. I hope she is Whatever. a bitch to people. Like if I were a U.S. senator, I would also be a bitch to people. So good for good for Amy. <laughs> senator Amy Klobuchar is facing additional allegations of abusing her staff after a report Friday said the presidential candidate berating an aide for forgetting to bring utensils, forcing forcing the lawmaker to eat a salad with a comb. <laughs> The episode happened in 2008 while the lawmaker was traveling with aides to South Carolina and a staffer bought a salad for Klobuchar while carrying bags through the airport. However, the aide forgot utensils and the flight had none on board, prompting Klobuchar to berate the aide and pull a comb from her bag to eat the salad. The papers reported citing four people familiar with the episode. Klobuchar then directed the aide to clean the comb after she had finished. fucking way. (laughs) (laughs) whoopsies all right 
Let's get into this blonde beauty over here. Some uh, disgraced presidents who were impeached twice might have called her Pocahontas, but we are done with that. (laughs) Okay, you talk. I'm going to take a quick break. Okay, you go for it. Just go pee. I guess I'll just piss on the floor. Um, (laughs) Okay, Elizabeth Ann Warren, her maiden name is Herring, was born on June 22nd, 1949. Is an American politician and former law professor serving as the senior United States Senator from Massachusetts, serving since 2013. A member of the Democratic Party and regarded it as a progressive, Warren has focused on consumer protection, economic opportunity, and a social safety net while in the Senate. She was a candidate in the 2020 Democratic presidential primaries. She is a graduate of the University of Houston and Rutgers Law School, has taught at several law universities, including the University of Houston, the University of Texas at Austin, and the University of Pennsylvania, and Harvard University. She was one of the most influential professors of bankruptcy law before beginning her political career. She has written 11 books and more than 100 articles. Her first foray into public policy began in 1995 when she worked to oppose what eventually became the 2005 Act Restricting Bankruptcy Access for Individuals. During the late 2000s, Warren's national profile grew following her forceful public stances in favor of a more stringent banking regulations and after the financial crisis of 2007-2008. She served as the chair of the Congressional Oversight Panel and of the Troubled Asset Relief Program, and she um, proposed and established the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Oh, wow. For which she served as the first special advisor under President Barack Obama. That's really cool. In 2012, Warren defeated incumbent Republican Scott Brown, and she became the first female U.S. senator from Massachusetts. She won re-election by a wide margin in 2018, defeating Republican nominee Jeff Deal. On February 9, 2019, she announced her candidacy for the United States presidential election. She was briefly considered the frontrunner of the Democratic nomination in late 2019, but support for her campaign dwindled. She withdrew from the race on March 5, 2020, after Super Tuesday which was a terrible day because she didn't even win Massachusetts. Um, she was born in Oklahoma City. Massachusetts? Uh, Biden. Oh, okay. Interesting. She literally didn't win her own state. I didn't no. even think about it. Poor Yikes. woman. That's why she dropped out. Um, yeah. she, ha- she and her three older children, or I'm sorry, three and her th- she and her three older brothers were raised Methodist. She lived in Oklahoma until she was 11. Then her family moved to Oklahoma City. Uh, When she was 12, uh, her father died, which led to many medical bills as well as a pay cut because he could not. Oh, I'm sorry. Oops. Nope. He didn't die. He had a heart attack. Didn't die. But he had a pay cut and he had to leave his job. Eventually, the family's car was repossessed because they failed to make loan payments to help the family's finances. Her her mother found. Oh, my God. I ready for this. To help the family's finances, her mother found work in a catalog order department at Sears. When she was 13. Sears, shut the fuck up. When she was 13, Warren started waiting tables at her aunt's restaurant. Um, Let's see here. She and her husband, James Robert Jim Warren, met in high school and they moved to Houston. He was employed by IBM. She enrolled in the University of Houston. They moved to New Jersey when he got a job transfer. She soon became pregnant and decided to stay at home to care for their daughter, Amelia. After Amelia turned two, Warren enrolled in Rutgers Law School. 
She received her JD in 1976 and passed the bar examination shortly after. Shortly before graduating, Warren became pregnant with her second child, Alexander. The Warrens divorced in 1978, and two years later, she married a law professor, Bruce Mann, in 1980, but kept her first husband's surname. Oh, I didn't she has, realize that. She has three grandchildren through her daughter, Amelia. So what's the other guy doing? What's his name? Uh, Alexander. Alexander. Okay, let's look him up. Alexander Warren. On April 23rd, 2020, Warren announced on Twitter that her eldest brother, Don Reed Herring, had died of COVID-19 two days earlier. Yikes. So she just has her really unfortunate haircut through a lot of this. I I was reading that she did a lot of, she was like a special economic advisor to Obama before she was even a senator. Did you know that? I did not. I, I heard you say that, but I was peeing, so I didn't say anything. That is pretty um, cool, though. Yeah. She's, and she's very smart. She's sure. really smart, and she's really, like, comp, uh, competent, and that's why she didn't get any votes. So good for everybody in America, because you all fucking yeah, suck. that. In the run-up to the 2016 presidential election, supporters put Warren forward as a possible presidential candidate, but she repeatedly said that she would not run for president 2016. In October 2013, she joined the 15 female Democratic senators in signing a letter that encouraged Hillary Clinton to run. There was much speculation about Warren being added to the Democratic ticket as a vice presidential candidate. On June 9, 2016, after a California Democratic, after the Democratic primary in california warren formally endorsed clinton for president in response to questions when she endorsed clinton warren said that she believed herself to be ready to be vice president but she was not being vetted oh my god could you imagine if it were a clinton warren ticket she might have they might have won on july 7 cnn reported that warren was on a five-person shortlist to be clinton's running mate clinton eventually chose tom kane until her June endorsement, Warren was neutral during the Democratic primary, but made public statements that she was cheering Bernie Sanders on. In June, Warren endorsed and campaigned for Clinton before Sanders endorsed Clinton. She called Donald Trump, the presumptive Republican nominee, a dishonest, uncaring loser. Amazing. I would love to. I know this is we don't have to talk about it now, but the whole Tim Kaine choice was interesting is all I'll Agreed. say. Yeah. Yeah. So she has a pretty long section in here about her ancestry and her Native American relations, and we are not going to get into that today. Nope. I um, that her, one of her biggest regrets is ever bringing that up, though. In 2009, the Boston Globe named her named Warren the Bostonian of the Year, and the Women's Bar Association of Massachusetts honored her with the Layla J. Robinson Award. The National Law Journal has repeatedly named Warren as one of the 50 most influential women attorneys in America. And in 2010, named her one of the 40 most influential attorneys of the decade. Also in 2009, she became the first professor in Harvard's history to win the law school's Sachs Fruit uh, Teaching Award for a second time. In 2011, she delivered the commencement address at Rutgers Law School. Uh, she's in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. Uh, she was one of the top 20 U.S. progressives. And she was named as Time Magazine's 100 uh, Most Influential People in the World in 2009, 2010, 2015, and 2017. Jeez. Um, she has appeared in the documentary film Maxed Out, uh, Capitalism, A Love Story, Heist, uh, Who Stole the American Dream, and Makers, Women Who Make America. In 2017, Kate McKinnon played Warren on Saturday Night Live. McKinnon continued to... Uh, her impression of Warren in 2019 2020. 
Um, in 2019, Warren wrote the entry on Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez for the year's Time 100. Um, and that is about it, about Elizabeth Warren. She's just a great lady, and she wore this nice um, Planned Parenthood scarf today. So good for her. She did. Yep. That w- Honestly, like, despite everything else about her outfit that we've discussed, that was a nice little shout out. Yep. I respect her for that. No, that's cool. I didn't really, like, she's done a lot of really ambitious stuff, so good for her. I do wish she could have gotten some kind of cabinet position. Like, I feel like she's definitely qualified, right? Uh, she's definitely qualified, yes. Um, is she... Yeah, I don't know. I don't really... I would love to know the decision-making behind that, but I'm just going to stick to the thing that I don't think they want to take anybody away from the Senate. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that's not something... When it's that close, you definitely don't want to risk it. Um, so I get it. Um, are we ready to move on to the the woman of the hour? I would love to move on to the woman of the hour. Okay. So we would like to discuss the current vice president of the United States, Kamala. How do you say it? Do you think Devi? Devi Harris? Devi. It's Devi? I think so. Okay, cool. Kamala Devi Harris. She was born October 20th, 1964. What zodiac sign is October 20th? Is that a Libra? Uh, Scorpio. No, wait. Almost a Scorpio. Wait, October October 20th? I think it's a Libra. Or it's a cusp for sure. It might be. Maybe it is Scorpio. Okay, it's Libra. That makes sense. She seems like a Libra. It's yeah, but she is uh, October twentieth. Zodiac people are on the Libra Scorpio astrological cusp. Nice job, I. Yeah, yep, I know. Um, yeah, but I think she has some Libra vibe. I feel like Libras are very like social and I don't know. Anyway, so she is obviously an American politician, um, and she is the current vice president of the United States, and we are just so happy about it, and I am just so happy for her. I will just shout her from the rooftop. So she, um, obviously, she served as U.S. Senator from California from 2017 until 2021, and before that, she was Attorney General of California from 2011 until 2017. Um, so she became vice president upon inauguration in 2021 alongside President Joe Biden, having defeated the incumbent president, Donald Trump. It's just really nice to read this. So I'm just It's amazing. Going. Yeah, go ahead. And Vice President Mike Pence in the 2020 election. She is okay. the United States first female vice president, the highest ranking female elected official in U.S. history, the first African-American vice president, and the first Asian-American vice president. So let me just like cry a little bit more. Um, She was born in Oakland, California. She graduated from Howard University and the University of California, Hastings College of the Law. She began her career in Alameda County District Attorney's Office before being recruited to the San Francisco District Attorney's Office and later the City Attorney of San Francisco's Office. And then in 2003, 
She was elected district attorney of San Francisco. She was elected attorney general of California in 2010 and reelected in 2014. She served as junior U.S. senator from California from 2017 until 2021. She defeated Loretta Sanchez in the 2016 Senate election to become the second African-American woman and the first South Asian American to serve in the U.S. Senate. As a senator, she advocated for health care reform, federal descheduling of cannabis, a path to citizenship for undocumented immigrants, the DREAM Act, a ban on assault weapons, and progressive tax reform. She also gained a national profile for her pointed questioning of the Trump administration officials during Senate hearings, including Trump's second Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh, who was accused of sexual assault. Um, She sought the 2020 Democratic presidential nomination, but she dropped out of the race prior to the primaries. Former VP Joe Biden selected Harris as his running mate in August 2020, and the Biden-Harris ticket won the November 2020 election, if you didn't know. And she was sworn in as vice president today, so we are very relevant right now. Um. So a little bit about like she has a really cool background. Like I feel like one of my favorite things about her, like obviously her background is cool. She has a really cool family and a really cool story. Um, so she was born in Oakland, California in 1964. Her mother, Shamala Gopalan, um, was a biologist whose work on the progesterone receptor genes stimulated advances in breast cancer research, um, and she had arrived in the U.S. from India in 1958 as a 19-year-old graduate student in nutrition and endocrinology at the University of California, Berkeley. Her mother received her Ph.D. in 1964, and then her um, father, Donald J. Harris – sorry about your name, sir – is a Stanford University professor – of economics, um, and he arrived in the U.S. from British Jamaica in 1961 for graduate study at UC Berkeley, receiving a Ph.D. in economics in 1966. And then, along with her younger sister Maya, Harris lived in Berkeley, California. Um, it's kind of—I don't know why, but I always like. I feel like Kamala looks younger than her sister. Like, not to be rude, but then Maya. Like she looks oh, she definitely looks. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought Maya was an older sister. I'm sorry, um, and I hate to make this about appearance, but Kamala is so beautiful. Like, she is beautiful. So beautiful, yeah. Um, I feel like we have talked about her before, so I won't go into every detail here. Did we talk about her on another episode? Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure we did during some of it. Just talk about some of your favorite things or wrap us up here. Okay, because we're literally at... <laughs> An hour and nine minutes. Oh my god, we're so annoying. Um, yeah, so we already pretty like we know about her background and how she got to where she is today. Um, but all I will say is that today was a really good day. I'm very proud of her. She deserves this position more than anybody else. Um, and I'm so excited. I feel like she's gonna be like a very, very involved vice president. Obviously, she's going to have like a really involved role in the Senate since she will be the tiebreaker in that situation. So she will be like very active um, there, which is kind of cool. Awesome. Um, I'm guessing like 
I'm guessing like poor thing, like she'll have to be involved in all of these Trump trials, <laughs> like after all of this. It's like, oh my God, can we please get rid of him? It's like even after it's over, like we have a new president, like we still are dealing with Trump related things even after that. But hopefully we get a good result from that. Like hopefully people in the Senate come to their senses um, and we're able to strip Trump of every every possible benefit of the presidency that he had. Um, yeah. Anything? Do you have anything else to say about her? I feel like sorry. Covered- were you just talking about the impeachment? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Because I hope that that actually can go through. That would be amazing. Sorry. I just, I just saw say- this kind of strange tweet that said. In a digital swearing-in ceremony, President Joe Biden said that if he heard or saw anyone in his administration being disrespectful to their colleagues, he'll fire them on the spot. Who said this? Trump? No, Joe Biden. But doesn't that sound like something that Trump would say? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I thought you were saying. I was just... Which, like, I don't think they will. Yeah. He... It was all of his, like, White House staff and agency workers. He said... I'm not joking when I say this. If you are ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect or talk down to somebody, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everyone is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. That's been missing in a big way for the last four years. I don't know. Some of the things he says, I'm just like, "Mm, did you mean to say that? I mean, I guess he's like concerned about people. Like if there are people that are White House staff, like that's what it sounds like to me, right? That they're still like Trump supporters, brainwashed. Oh, I don't know. Maybe those people are fired. I mean, maybe there are people who were staff that like only started like a year or two ago or something like that. It is interesting, like people that are like just White House staff. Like obviously they have no party affiliation. Like they literally maybe clean the bathroom. Like I'm not being degrading, but like maybe they clean the bathrooms. Like no. over in in our movie marathon the last two weeks we watched uh the butler which is about um a butler who's who worked for like five different presidents and you're right like it is they try really hard to like not say anything or like kind of be flies on the wall but it was really cool to see like the progression and in that movie oprah is like the wife so it was that's like a a very interesting part of the white house i think yeah so maybe like Maybe he's referring to like a random like cook or something that was brought on during the Trump administration, you know, like something yeah, like that. Maybe it's like no shits given, but I don't know. I hope, I don't know. I have high hopes. I hope everything. Call us panic at the motherfucking disco. Why? I got high, high hopes oh, for living. I get it. I get it. Wow, Kev, is this our longest episode ever? No, I feel like we've gone on longer than this. An hour, 13 minutes. But you know what? Women in American politics deserve this time, and they deserve deserve a whole other hour. Um, And we're happy for all of the women that we talked about. We're especially happy for Kamala in her new role. Um, She's amazing, and we know she's going to do amazing things, and we are excited to watch her do that. And we are also excited to be able to talk about her regularly instead yeah. of previous people. Like we hope we don't have to bring them up again unless let's just, we need to like make a vow that like we only 
talk about he who must not be named again if he is actually like if he's impeached for sure yeah that's fine so i think we can stick to it's that gonna be crazy can- i'm a little and this is what they said like a few months ago on snl like what are we gonna talk, talk about talk all the about. time yeah no. <laughs> we have nothing to like complain about. i mean i'm sure we'll find things to complain about but yeah it's like i feel like that's become like the small talk between people is like how terrible trump is but we ran out so i don't know we'll have to we'll take be, up just be happier just talk about our our hopes and dreams Anyway, Kev, do you have anything, I, any other parting words? What? Um, are you actually going to post on Instagram? I might. I feel like there's a lot of good pictures that I could post from today, right? Yeah, there are a lot. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think would be good? I'm not going to, I can't tell you which one I. Okay. I'll come on. I'll probably post that picture of Hillary and Kamala's great niece. <laughs> It's so cute. I mean, there's so many. Like the Chrissy Teigen ones are pretty good. Maybe I'll do a scroll scroll situation, but I will post this episode. Oh, you better. There's a lot for all of our. Yeah, I'll do it right now. It's called relevancy. Look at well, we are. Yeah, well, we are excited to be reporting to you from a new administration. Um, and we will be back soon with more content that's probably not political related, but who knows? Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at that's the worst underscore and on Instagram at that's the worst pod and subscribe and rate and review us on Apple podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always in this current democracy and every democracy, we are Kevin IE and that was literally the worst. The worst. Bye.